Six Girl here, Shade or Shade, whichever one floats your boat. And I'm Jennifer, Jenny, Jen, I answer to all. And I'm Bianca, full-time member of the Beehive. And this is She's in a Pod. Hi guys. So, <laughs> today's episode is just me. And this is actually a lot more nerve-wracking than I thought. But yeah, I'm ready to speak to you guys. I'm ready to share my thoughts, my heart, my passion. And I have done a bit of preparation. But honestly, I'm just going to speak and hope that, you know, you guys feel this and you can relate and that this helps someone as well, because that's the ultimate aim. How can I not introduce myself? So, hey guys, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this. I am Shade and I am one of the members of She's In A Pod. So if you've listened to our previous episodes, you would know that Bianca's done her solo episode and Jen's is loading. So what we decided to do is just kind of switch it up. And amongst our regular episodes, where it's three of us speaking about a particular topic, we thought that we would mix it up and add in some solo episodes so that, you know, we can share what's on our hearts individually and see if you guys can relate. So before I start, I just want you guys to think about something that you absolutely love about yourself. It could be your smile. It could be your eyes, your teeth, your personality, your accent. Think about something that you really love. Think about something that maybe you get complimented the most on. Think about that. And as I go through this episode and speak about what I'm going to speak about today, which you already know, as you can see on the title I want you guys to just keep the things that you love about yourself in mind so today I'm going to speak about insecurities and my journey of growth this is a topic that's really strongly in my heart and I think it's because I've been through quite a journey when it comes to being really insecure and it's funny because when I was in second year of uni so I think I was about 19, I started this blog and this was one of the first topics I spoke about. Um, I spoke about embracing your flaws because it's just something that's always been so, I don't know, just something that I've, I've always been really enthusiastic about in the sense that I don't use, I don't want to use the word passionate because I just feel like that word is so overused. But when I say enthusiastic, as in I really want to be able to encourage people to step out of their insecurities and to overcome their insecurities. So I'll just start off with my journey and, you know, why and how I really got to where I am today. But before that, I'm just going to go and close my kitchen door so that there's just silence in my house and it's just me, you and God, because that's, I just want that serenity. So give me a sec. I'm back. So my journey of growth. My insecurities started when I was in primary school and I think it started because I really wanted to be noticed and I wanted, I just really wanted to be noticed. And when I wasn't noticed, it was, so maybe from about year five, year, year, year four, year five, 
And I really, you know, just wanted to be noticed. I wanted to be the center of attention. And when I didn't get that, I felt really bad and really, really down. And it was so funny because in, I think it was about year six-ish, maybe, year five, year six, there was me and a girl called Toby. (laughs) Hey, Toby, if you're listening to this. And we were like really close friends. And, you know, we were like center of attention kind of thing because we were just, we were just them girls. And it's funny because even though we got all that attention, I just was not feeling complete. I, I didn't feel how I wanted to feel, basically. So, you know, that feeling of insecurity followed me and lingered till uh, up until secondary school. Got to secondary school and I remember that people used to bully me. I had quite big lips, which I still do and absolutely love them. I had big eyes. People used to say that my eyes are googly, that my lips are like duck lips and stuff like that. And obviously being such a young girl, I wasn't as confident as I am now. So those statements really affected me. And it's crazy because this is like, what, 10 years later? And I can still remember. Um, Even at church, you know how when when you're young, like people just kind of say things. So ever since then, I've just been really self-conscious and again, it, it started because I wanted to be center of attention so bad. So I also remember that in secondary school, actually, there was this girl that was really popular, I think, because she was just really pretty and oh, everyone loved her. So me too. I wanted to join that group. Again, me wanting to be center of attention. I wanted to join that group. I wanted to also be the center of attention or eyes on me. So I remember I was literally like a bum lick to her because I remember we would be like walking, let's say we're walking to the canteen to go and eat lunch. She would say, hook me. And that just means I should link arms with her and we'll walk together. And then when she was done with me linking arms, she would be like, okay, unhook me. Like literally, it was like she was my boss. It was just a weird, weird, weird period. This was like year seven, eight. And I was just like, is this life? But when you're young, you don't think about these things like that. It's as I grew older and I was just thinking, Shade, what were you on? I just didn't have a mind of my own. If she said do this, I would do it. Because I just didn't know who I was. My full name is Follower Shade. So people used to call me Follower Shade. So like Follower Shade. <laughs> and I laugh now. I'm just like, wow, they actually, that was, that, they were really bullying me, you know, and they weren't joking. So like, they'll be like, oh, Follower Shade, you're such a follower, follower, follower. <laughs> but yeah, so that was secondary school. And I was just, oh, when I think back, I'm just like, Shade, oh. Girl, so I think that's that you know contributes to why I'm so passionate about this topic of just insecurities and overcoming insecurities because I've been there, and even up till today, I still struggle with feeling insecure. But let me continue on my journey. So then A levels came, and I went to a sixth form that wasn't in my area, so. I was with a lot of like London people and I live in Essex. So I was with a lot of, you know, London girls and boys and it was like a culture shock to me. And and I know that I have friends from London and everything, but just being in an environment where you're constantly with people that have such different personalities to you, it was a shock to me. 
it was a genuine culture shock. <laughs> so <laughs> with that culture shock, I was just like, like some of the girls, so I don't know, I think it's an Essex thing. We're just really nice and we're really friendly and smiley. I say hi to everyone because that's just naturally me, even if I don't know you. So I remember I I used to do that. And then some girls would just give me some dirty looks. And I was just like, what is this? And I was just like, is it me? Should I now become a mean person or should I become, I don't know, like a offstandish person because that's the norm here and even apart from the girls giving dirty looks and not being as receptive when I say hi and stuff the boys the banter that some of the boys had was just something that I was not used to so I remember they used to make fun of my weight some of them like I used to I had these jeans <laughs> and it's really funny now and actually you know the guy's really cool with like I'm cool with the guy and everything but I remember that at the time I had these jeans that looked like true religions and ugh, I was young man I didn't know and someone bought them from America so they're probably like fake true religion jeans or whatever but I remember I was just standing in the atrium and this guy and his friend were just like oh Shadow, there's true religions. And they started laughing and laughing and they were in, you know, when people are like laughing from their insides, like the laughter was so, was so intense. And obviously, yes, I laughed along and stuff, but those kind of incidents really affected me and my confidence because I just felt like, oh, okay, am I not dressing right now? Do I need to change my sense of dress? Do I need to amend my personality to fit in? So, you know, those are just some of the instances that happened in college. So then going on to university, university was a big one and it gets me really emotional because I just think of, you know, how I wanted to be and how things just turn upside down. But honestly, to God, I'm so grateful for all my circumstances and all my situations because I feel like they taught me such a big lesson and I really wouldn't be who I am today without those situations. University, I went into university with a boyfriend, met him when I was just about to finish sixth form. Started university and a couple months later, I found out that he was cheating on me. Already, I'm not secure in myself. And by the way, if you don't have security and you have a partner who is telling you how beautiful you are, if you don't believe that within yourself, their talking is not going to make a difference. I can tell you that for free. So this guy will tell me, Shadow, you're beautiful. You have this, you have that. But I didn't feel it within myself. So anyway, when he was doing his thing, and I found out, and I actually mentioned this in one of our previous episodes, I, I spoke about this quite briefly. I was gutted and I was in denial until I, of course, found out it was true. And I remember there was a group of girls in another uni that were making fun of me on social media. They were just like, look, sis, he's buying you all this, but yet cheating on you. And I remember I was, this again, just fed into the insecurities that I already had. And I don't know if you guys remember this platform called Ask FM. People, and if you don't know what Ask FM is, it's basically an anonymous platform where people can ask you questions anonymously. So you won't know who it is. It was linked to Twitter back then. So 
anyone that asks you a question, if you chose to respond, you could post it directly onto Twitter. So people kind of use it for entertainment purposes, attention seeking, etc. And I use it for attention seeking. So I remember people used to be like, I'm the girl he cheated on you with. Um, it's because you're skinny and ugly. That's why he cheated on you. It's because you're this, you're that, you're naive, you're all of this. And instead of me to just come off social media, come off those apps, me too, I was going there and I was feeding into it because I so desperately wanted to know what people were saying about me. So I used to go out and look for these things. I knew that if I go on Twitter, I'm going to see tweets from for nasty, mean tweets from people that I don't want to see or I know or, or won't help me. But me being, you know, young, insecure, not confident, not understanding who I was and my purpose, I fed into that. And that severely, severely, severely affected me. It affected me so much that I used to really want to change how I looked. In our Comparison Kills episode, I spoke about how I took a petamin because I tried to gain, uh, to, to try and gain weight because I felt like I was just too skinny. There were so many things and... Because of that situation and because of the things that people said to me, I made really wrong decisions. So one of the really awful decisions I made is just being very, being very open to meeting boys and talking to boys and doing things with boys when I know that I should not be doing that. But I wanted so much to feel accepted that that was my way to kind of feel validated I used to seek validation from friends, from boys, from people around me before I felt confident because of that situation and because of just the things that kind of built up from primary school that I hadn't dealt with. You know, I would, and and sometimes it would be me going to seek these things. So it would be me going to approach a boy. It would be me going to say things that I don't need to be saying or going to places that I had no business going to because I so much wanted that validation and that attention to feel good. Even with friends in universities, I had friendship issues. This affected me. You know, I had disagreements. And in university, you're always going to have some issues. Not everyone is going to be your friend and it's all a part of the growth and and the learning. But because I wasn't confident in who I am, and I keep repeating that because I'm going to get onto why it's so important to be confident in who you are and know who you are. Because I really did not know who I was, I really wanted to be friends with certain people that I did not need to be friends with. And because of that, that kind of it evoked negative feelings in me that I shouldn't have, that shouldn't have even ever been there in the first place. So that's a bit of my journey and what kind of led up to me um, having those insecurities. And now I'll just kind of talk about a couple of the things that I've always been insecure about in terms of my body and how I look. So my teeth, I've really always been insecure about my teeth. Um, I love my gap, I have a gap and I love it. But there was a point where I just felt like my teeth were dirty. I had like a yellow patch on one of my teeth and I was just really self-conscious. And I feel like when someone's self-conscious about their teeth, it's so obvious because they always try to like hide it (laughs) or they try to cover it when they smile. And it's just so obvious. So I knew people were noticing, but I was just like, whatever in it. So my teeth, then also my arms. I have really quite muscly arms. So I used to be really insecure about that. I was just like, my my arms are too muscly. They're too manly. I don't like it. 
And then also my body. Now, I'm not a curvy girl. I don't have a figure eight. I don't have wide hips. I don't have a slim waist. I just have a cute little petite figure, which now I'm going to love, absolutely adore. But <laughs> when you're in situations and scenarios where girls have figure eight bums, where that kind of body is glorified, you will feel really, really insecure about your body. Even boys, like, especially in college, boys made me feel like my body, like I was so skinny, like I wasn't beautiful how I was. And yeah, you know, these. this is another thing that fed into my, my journey of insecurities. And oh, this is also another one. So I'm a pastor's daughter, right? And especially when I was younger, this was more, this was, I guess, worse because now I don't care. But when I was younger, some adults and even some people expected me to be different. They expected me to act differently and almost be perfect. And that's just not realistic. Nothing makes me different to anyone else or because I happen to be born into a pastor's family does not mean that I am automatically this different person this saint that needs to be perfect so I just felt like I was always judged I felt like I had to live up to something that I just couldn't live up to on social media I remember I used to post especially in uni actually I used to post things and certain people from my church would be like Shade look what's all this turn up that you're doing you're turning up too much cover your cleavage do this is this how you should be dressing and I just ended up blocking all of them because I was just like you guys are not going to do this let me live my life let me go let me make my mistakes let me learn from them but of course people won't understand that and the judgment was real but after a while I just stopped caring that's the honest truth now I absolutely love being a pastor's daughter I think it has amazing perks (laughs) I think that it's just part of who I am and now I've just learned to accept it so that's kind of my journey and I thought it was really important for me to paint the picture and to speak about how the, the insecurities I have firstly and how I've just kind of grown through them If you don't know what She's All That is, She's All That is one of our three segments and it's where we celebrate any woman who's done something great for their community or is just doing something great and positive in general. This podcast is all about female empowerment so we just feel like that is one of the most important segments that we have to celebrate women, encourage women and empower women. So I was thinking of a She's All That to do and Actually, I've done something great today. So this week's She's All That, guys, is me. (laughs) So today at work, I volunteered at a STEM boot camp at CGI, where I work. And STEM stands for... Wow, my mind has gone blank. (laughs) STEM stands for something technology engineering and maths science that's it my mind went blank just then our company wants to encourage young ethnic minorities and especially girls because girls don't tend to go in those subjects or work in those subject areas so our company wants to encourage those kind of people to join our organization when they leave uni or when they leave college 
So today I volunteered at the boot camp. I led a session, a networking session, and actually I felt really, really good. It was such a rewarding experience. And I love working with young people anyway, even though I don't tend to do so a lot. But actually, I think I might. I might start getting into it because I really, really enjoyed it today. And I felt so energised. I felt so happy. I felt like I really added value. And the sixth formers really enjoyed it as well. And I got along with them really well. So, mate, it might be one of my callings. Who knows? But yeah, so this week's She's All That is me because I feel like I made a difference to at least five young individuals' lives today. I gave them really good career advice and I feel like they left a lot more clued up in terms of STEM careers than they came with. So yeah, big up to me. And now I just think it's really important to speak about how to overcome insecurities. Insecurities are something we all have, even up to this day. Recently, my skin has been playing up. My skin has been breaking out. I've had rashes. I've had spots. I don't know what's going on, right? And that's made me really, really self-conscious. There was one Sunday I didn't even want to go to church and I was speaking to my friend and he was just like, Shade, what's more important, God or your face? Like, what? Like what? where are your priorities? Like, he just, he spoke me back into reality and I was just like, do you know what? I'm going to church. <laughs> So, you know, I'm not perfect. I still struggle with insecurities till this day, but I have grown and I've improved a lot and I really want the same for you guys. I don't know where you are in your journey of confidence. I don't know where you are in your journey of understanding your purpose and knowing who you are. But I just hope that these pieces of advice that have worked for me, I hope they work for you too. Please feel free after this episode to email me ask me questions, comment on what I've said. If you feel like this is related to you, let me know. If you feel like, actually, Shadow, you've missed something or Shadow, you could have included this or that, please let me know as well. I love feedback. I love constructive criticism. So I think the first thing that's helped me is completely changing my mindset, right? And understanding that I can't rely on this world to determine my standard. I mentioned this in Comparison Kills and if you haven't listened to that episode, I really recommend you go and listen to it because it was amazing. And I think that's our best episode till date. I just had to just realise that what people think is beautiful, that's their business. That doesn't affect me. I'm who I am and other people's opinions are just opinions and that's that. Whether someone says shadow you're skinny, shadow you're this, shadow you're muscly, shadow you have no bum, shadow you have no um, boobs, your teeth are this, your teeth are that, that's their business. And it took me a while to realise that and a while to grow out of allowing opinions of others to affect me. But it's something that has really helped me, just having that mindset shift. Reading devotionals, The Confident Women Devotional by Joyce Mayer is one I really recommend that helped me. Listening to sermons, at the moment I'm listening to Mike Todd, I listen to um, Pastor Rick Warren and you know that those are just some of the pastors that have really just kind of helped me to grow my confidence. Also I have great friends right, 
So I have another friend who is um, quite similar to me in terms of her figure. She's petite, she's small, quite like me. And she just said, Shade, I have this one body and I'm going to learn to love it. And that takes boldness because you only get one body in this lifetime. Yes, you can do surgery. Yes, you can enhance your body. But that at the end of the day, you know, and we know that that's not your body, right? So whatever body God has given you, embrace it and love it because it's the only one you have. So that was the mindset shift for me. I had to completely change my mindset. The second thing that's helped me is to just stop comparing myself. Comparison kills joy. Comparison kills creativity. Comparison is one of the worst things that we can do to ourselves because you're comparing to a journey that you know nothing about. I used to compare myself to girls that were so much prettier than me and had better bodies than me and were seemingly doing better than me. But I don't know their situation. I don't know what they've been through. So me, me wishing that I looked like her or me wishing that I was her is dangerous because I don't know what I'm wishing for. So I just had to stop comparing. It's not an easy thing to do. And sometimes you have to speak to yourself and be really intentional in saying, Shade, stop comparing yourself with so-and-so. Stop it. And a scripture that's really helped me actually is Galatians 6 verse 4. And it says, pay careful attention to your own work. For then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. So that scripture is really just saying, focus on you. (laughs) Focus on you. Focus on your journey. Focus on your goals. Focus on the amazing things you have. Focus on what's going well. This morning when I was praying, when I was going to work, I was just like, Lord, thank you that I can speak. Thank you that I can reason. Thank you that I can think. Thank you that I can walk. Thank you that I have a mind of my own. Thank you that I'm not in the hospital helpless. Thank you that I'm beautiful. Thank you that you've created me fearfully and wonderfully. Because honestly, if you don't appreciate what you have, you won't have more. That's the honest truth. If you don't look inwards and look at the amazing things that you have and look at what's going well for you, then you won't ever really progress. There was a time, so about a couple of weeks ago, I was just thinking, oh my gosh, I don't feel like I'm getting paid enough. I don't feel like, you know, for what I'm doing, I'm getting paid enough. I was looking at the market value for my role. I'm a consultant. So I was looking at, you know, what consultants get. And I was just thinking, I'm not getting enough. Then I had to remind myself, Shade, first of all, if I want to get a pay rise, then I need to prove my value. I need to gain experience. I need to study. I need to upskill myself. It's not just going to come like that. And then I also had to go back to the drawing board and just think, Shade, you have a job. Some people are jobless. Some people have been looking for a job for over six months. You have a job, a permanent job where you're learning, you're growing, you have great colleagues, perfect location, and you're complaining. Now, there's a thin line between being complacent and being comfortable and not being ambitious and striving for more and, you know, complaining and all of that. Now, I'm not saying 
don't strive for better. That's absolutely not what I'm saying because I'm probably one of the most ambitious people you'll meet. But what I am saying is that appreciate everything that you have now and be grateful. So that's that. Another point is stop relying on others for validation. Worst thing you can do. I used to seek validation from boys and boyfriends and friends. And when I realized that, do you know what? This is not helping me at all. When I realized that, I had to just really look within and say, Shade, it's me, myself and I. No matter how many times someone tells me, Shade, you're beautiful. You have the most amazing smile. You have this, you have that. If I don't believe it within myself, there's no point. If I don't believe it within myself, then no one's words are going to help me. So I just had to stop relying on others for validation. (sighs) Accept yourself. Accept your weaknesses. Accept your strengths. Accept what you can't do. Accept what you can do. Because that's who you are. And that's who God has made you to be. Now, look, I'm not the most creative person. And often I have to ask people to help me to maybe do something creative or design something. And that bothers me sometimes because I'm just like, why can't I be creative? Why wasn't I given this creative mind and this creative eye and, you know, an eye to think of all these cool ideas? And then I realised that, Shade, okay, you're not creative, but you are a great encourager. You have a great personality. You can speak to people. I can interact with people. I'm a good judge of character. These are all strengths that some people maybe even wish they had. So accept yourself for who you are. If you accept that, okay, you may not be the most bubbly person and someone comes to tell you, Shadow, you're not bubbly, that won't affect you because you've already accepted it and you know that, okay, I'm not bubbly, but I'm intelligent. I may not be intelligent, as intelligent as you, but I'm creative, I have an eye for detail, I'm a great networker, I'm a great speaker, accept accept yourself. If you have to write your strengths up on your wall or on your phone wallpaper in a place that you can see every day, then do so. If you have to remind yourself, setting an alarm on your phone to literally remind yourself about what is amazing about you, do so. It's not silly at all. If it will help you, do it. And then also forgive yourself. Growing in confidence is not going to come in a blink of an eye. It's really not. You have to learn to forgive yourself. With me at university, I made... I can't count how many silly decisions I made. Very silly decisions. And I always used to be so paranoid that those bad decisions I made would follow me through life. And it would affect me later on in life. After I asked God for forgiveness, I just had to just leave it to God. Because what am I going to do? What I've done has already been done. So I can't allow myself to linger in that pain because it's going to do absolutely nothing for me. I just have to constantly remind myself that, Shade, you've done what you've done and that's it. God has forgiven you. Forgive yourself. Snap out of it. All the feeling sorry for yourself. Oh, I did this. I did that. It's not going to help anyone. And... Becoming confident in yourself is owning up to your mistakes. It's taking ownership of it. Forgive yourself. Once you forgive yourself, no one else can make you feel down about anything that you've done. And 
another thing as well, faith. So you may not be a Christian, you may not be religious. I am, right? And my faith is a huge part of my life because everything I do is determined by my faith. And I only recently became closer to God maybe about, I would like to say like a year ago, but even then I was in situations that were kind of drawing me away from God. So really this year is when I've really, really developed my relationship with God. And because of that, I've been able to understand my purpose. I've been able to know who I am and who God says I am. So because of that, my confidence has increased so, so, so much. All those insecurities that I have slash had, I've dropped them because I don't need to have them because God has made me perfectly. His word says that we are a masterpiece. He made us so wonderfully complex. He took his time and he made us like, you know, when someone creates an image, like, you know, when an artist like draws an image and it's like perfect, you can see every detail. That's how God created us. So when I remember that, that reinforces why I should be confident and why I should love myself and adore every single part of me. And it won't be easy. Like I said, it's not going to come in one day at all. These things take time, but as long as you are making a conscious effort and you are proactively being intentional about overcoming your insecurities, you will get there. With me, like I said, I still have my days. I mentioned that my skin has been playing up. (laughs) It's crazy. I went to New York a month ago and I didn't take any cute selfies because my skin was playing up and I felt so sad. I was just like, I'm in NY city and I can't take any pictures because my skin is just doing the most. And you know, my cousin's just like, shut it, get over it. (laughs) And sometimes you need those voices in your ear to tell you to just snap out of it. You really, really do. That's why I said you need good company. You need good people around you. Iron sharpeneth iron. You really, really do need good people around you. So yeah, I'm not perfect. I'm still learning. But these are just some of the things that have really, really helped me. You will face setbacks. You will face situations that might take you back to how you felt about yourself years ago. And what I would say to that is snap out of it. You have to be intentional about these things. Also having people that you're accountable to really helps as well. So having mentors. I have mentors that I speak to about different things. So I have one that I speak to mainly about my career and my faith. Then I have one that I speak to about my personal life and my faith. So, you know, have good people around you. And yeah, that's just really what I have to say. And I really, really hope this helps someone. I hope that no matter how you were feeling before you started listening to this episode... I hope that, you know, what I've said and my advice has helped. Please feel free to send me a message. We all have insecurities, every single one of us. It's normal, we're human. When I go to speak at events, when I'm asked to speak at events, sometimes I get imposter syndrome. I just think, me? Why me? Why do they want me? What do I have to offer? And then I just get reminded that 
there's a reason why they asked me to speak at their event. If they didn't feel like I had any value to add to their event, they would not have asked me. And there was a particular event last year where I was asked to be on a panel and I felt like I didn't know enough about the topic. So I was just, I felt like, oh, very inferior to the rest of the panel members. But actually I received great feedback. And again, that's about being confident in who you are. If you have to fake it till you make it, baby girl, do so. I've been doing that. Let me tell you that. Especially when I was was in choir and I did not have the best voice, but I was asked to lead sometimes. And sometimes you just got to fake it. Fake it until it's real. So yeah, I'm going to start rambling on now. But thank you guys. Thanks for listening to me. This is something that is dear upon my heart. And as I was speaking, you probably could sense that passion because I want everyone to just love themselves. I want everyone to be confident in who they are. I I really want that drummed into everyone's head to love you. You are unique. You are special. You were created for a special purpose. All of us have different purposes. We all have different talents. Your talent is not mine. My talent is not yours. And that's the amazing thing about this life. Because if we all had the same talents, we all look the same, wouldn't it be a boring world? It would be boring. I don't know about how you feel, but I would be bored because I would be looking at replicas of myself. But the fact we're all so different, that's what adds colour and that's what adds excitement to this world and this environment and this society. So love yourself, be yourself, accept yourself, forgive yourself and love God. Thanks guys for listening. And I will see you or speak to you rather in two weeks. Please don't forget to rate us, review us, leave a comment, share, subscribe, repost, all them things there. Um, We have been seeing everyone's reposts and we are so grateful for the support, guys. It's been overwhelming, but we really, really appreciate all the reposts, all the comments, all the shares. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. And I will speak to you in two weeks. Bye. Thank you.